Hi there, I'm your host Kate. I grew up in Seattle, Washington around friends that were entrepreneurs or had parents that were. Throughout my different ventures, I came to a realization that I enjoy talking to people about their careers and listening to their inspiring stories. One day, I thought to myself, why not record these conversations and make it into a podcast? So here we are, and now these stories are available to you with the hope that you'll also find them inspiring. Natalie Welch left her corporate job as vice president to join her husband in growing a mortgage business. She shares tips about growing a business together with your significant other, how to best manage work-life balance while growing your company, and what it takes to start your own business. Natalie gets real and highlights that it's not always fun and games, as it takes a lot of sacrifice. So I know... Prior to growing your uh, your mortgage company or joining Jeff's mortgage company, um, could you share a little bit of what you were doing prior to that? Yeah, so um, I joined Alliance West Mortgage in September of 2020. Prior to that, um, I've been in the mortgage industry since 2003. I got into it straight out of high school. Um, I was supposed to go off to college, and I decided that um, I could make more money staying in the mortgage industry. I originally got hired on as a sales assistant at a huge company. I'm sure a lot of people have heard of uh, Ditech.com. And um, I worked there until 2007. Um, and that's kind of when the crash took place. It was, a, um, everyone remembers 2007, 2008, Countrywide, um, Indymac. Um, they all got, you know, kind of taken down by the uh, subprime loans that everyone was doing back then. Um, and I was, fortunate enough um, that I was quickly hired on at another company um, and I worked there for uh, almost 10 years. And then um, I decided to take a little break after I got married in 2010. And uh, that didn't last long because I was very bored. And um, so that lasted about six months. And I applied at a company called New American Funding. Uh, They were located in Tustin. And um, I worked there for almost a decade. Um, I started off as just a loan processor and worked my way up to vice president of the loan processing division uh, for their retail division. Um, I managed about 200 people when I stepped down and um, it was a job that I absolutely loved. I loved um, helping both my team of associates that worked under me and also the clients um, day in and day out. put a lot of blood, sweat, and tear into that. And um, during the height of COVID, that happened in March of 2020 that everybody knows about, um, it was a little much to uh, manage 200 people uh, locked down in my house with a, uh, at the time, six-month-old and a three-year-old. So I, um, in June of 2020, decided I needed to step down. I needed to choose either my career or my kids, and my kids obviously came first. And um, luckily enough, my husband, who had started his own mortgage company back in 2009, 
graciously offered to give me a job and um, I was able to join the family business um, and um, use my background in loan processing to help his sales side of the business. Um, so I uh, have been with them ever since and absolutely love what I do. Um, I kind of do a little bit of everything. Uh, we're kind of a husband and wife team and I uh, am his right hand, but I'm also his um, other side of the brain, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> I think you mentioned prior, you were a VP at, a at the company prior to leaving yes. and joining Jeff's company, Alliance West Correct. Mortgage. Correct. Um, during that transition, was it scary for you at all? It's like you already climbed the ladder, the corporate ladder and have an executive title almost like vice president. And then you ha having to leave that and joining um, your husband's company. With, how was the transition? It was everything. It was scary. It was sad. It was, it's, it's like mourning a loss of, you know, something. I definitely went through that. Um, I did a lot of self reflection. I, I, I did a lot of self-help. I did a lot of all that looking within because I didn't want to lose my identity. I had worked really hard, especially I had maintained that position in that role while, you know, having a baby coming back from maternity leave, then raising, you know, a three-year-old mm -hmm. getting pregnant again, you know, that's, there's a lot that goes into that, you know, as a new mom, it's, it's a lot. And so, um, yeah, I worked really, really hard for that. I sacrificed a lot to get there. So it was, um, it was very scary, but I think some of the best decisions you make in life are the scariest ones, you know, the ones that scare you the most. And that's because there's so much at stake and it's emotional, but yeah. it was the best decision. I don't have any regrets. And, um, you know, I, I was able to, to compartmentalize and look back on that chapter of my life as it served a purpose and, it was amazing. And I am so fortunate. I had that opportunity. Some people never get that. Um, but I'm where I need to be right now in life. You mentioned a couple of things here. Um, you mentioned juggling between being a mom in your career and juggling, um, between all the different, um, I think ups and downs of the economy as well. You were in this industry through, um, 0708, which everyone knows is a great recession. And also in 2020, when COVID hit and everyone, everything just shut down um, and companies had to pivot, everyone started working from home. So through those sacrifices, um, you're still in the industry. You've stuck it through. Um, I guess, like, how have you seen things change through those times? And what makes you still want to stay in the industry? Because I think it's one of the most volatile industries, I like it could be, it could be really good. Um, like you could see hyper growth like you did in um, 2020 and 2021, or you could see a dramatic like drop um, in like real estate in 07 and 08. So you've seen both sides of it. What made you want to stick in the industry? Um, I think I'm the type of person that thrives off of um, that it's not the same every day. Um, it really is something different every time you walk into the door, whether you're walking into an office or you're working from home now and you're logging onto your computer, you are working with so many different clients. All of their financials are different. All of their um, needs and all of their uh, goals are different. 
um, and you are working with, um, you know, back when I worked at New American Funding, I would be working with, you know, thousands of clients, you know, huge pipelines, but, you know, stacks and stacks of, um, you know, people coming in the door. Um, I'm working on a little bit smaller scale now, but each person I'm working with more intimately now, I love that. I, I'm a people person. I love the relationship aspect. I love helping people um, accomplish one of the biggest financial dreams, you know, that there is here in America is, you know, buying a home. It's amazing. Um, and it's not, the, as you know, it's not the easiest thing in the world. It is, <laughs> it is complicated. Um, I really enjoy that. I thrive off of that. As far as surviving, um, you know, the ups and downs um, financially, well, I've learned over the years uh, to save and spend wisely because, um, you know, the, that's, that's one great thing about our industry is the income potential. Um, it's, it's endless because almost, I would say 75% of the positions in our industry are commission-based, commission or bonus-based. Um, so really, as hard as you want to work, um, there's amazing income potential there. Um, so I've always been in a, uh, a bonus or commission, commission structure position in the industry. And I love that that income potential is, is endless. And it's, you know, it's made it so I could pay for my own wedding. It's made it so that I, you know, my, I myself was able to buy a house. So that's what I really, really enjoy. I think if I worked in a salary, a flat salary position where, you know, I just clocked in nine to five, I would be bored. That's just my personality. Um, and that's the other thing with this industry. You're not working nine to five you are always working, um, which can be daunting and it can be exhausting at times. I mean, I, for a period of my life, I worked every Saturday. Um, you know, I, I spent a lot of holidays not traveling at home, you know, because I had to work because it was month end. So, um, you know, there is sacrifice, but it, it's so rewarding. So oh, that's wow. definitely the reason I've stuck, I've stuck with it. That's wonderful. Um, so a lot of, uh, folks during like 2020, 2021 started leaving their jobs and trying to find uh, a career that's they're, that's more fulfilling, something they're passionate in, um, whether they're leaving for a different corporate job or they're leaving to start their own business. Um, and you just mentioned sacrifice. So I could see like all the hard work you put into it. And I think oftentimes entrepreneurship or building your own business could be glamorized and people see the end result, but not the hard work that goes into it. And you just kind of highlighted that, um, like the sacrifice you really have to take into building a business. It could be, what would you say would take, or I guess like a personality trait to be a good entrepreneur? I think someone that is selfless, um, I know that's, you know, kind of vague because inherently as humans, you know, we all have selfish sides. We have to, in order to, you know, protect ourselves, take care of ourselves. But I think, um, you know, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, if you're going to be self-employed, you're going to have employees working under you, working for you. Um, you need to be able to put yourself in their shoes. You need to be able to be, uh, relatable. You need to be able to be, um, you know, not have your head in the sand. You have to be very, you know, aware of your employees' needs. You need to be aware of your market. Um, so you really need to be a very um, humble, present person, I feel, um, and not just think about, you know, what you would want, what you would need. Um, and, you know, of course, there's, there's going to be a financial um, risk you have to take at first uh, and the payout and the, and the you know, the possible, you um, 
perks and benefits are, are endless, but um, definitely in the beginning, you need to be very aware of, um, you know, your market, all that stuff, like I said, but I think p- being patient as well, that's huge. Um, not expecting overnight success. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like and you and, have to give up a lot of Saturdays. To oh work. yeah. 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 And, and, I, and not every career or, you know, so, you know, entrepreneurship will require that. I would say most of it probably does though. You have to always be available. You have to always be, um, you know, ready to problem solve, so to speak. That's not to say you can't take vacation. That's not to say you can't, you know, um, have a sick day, whatever it is, go be with your kids. But I would say that, um, you know, for that compared to a corporate job where you have um, a boss you report to, other staff more members that can pick up, you know, your job duties if you are out sick or on vacation, um, you have to be prepared for that sacrifice for sure. Would you say that this is like um, a job that you're very passionate in? And that kind of helps you stick it through? Uh, yes, I would absolutely say it's something um, I am passionate about. I think in order to weather the crazy storms of this industry, you have to be passionate about it. Otherwise, you won't survive. Um, there's just no way. You would, you would burn out. You would, uh, you would run away from it. Um, so absolutely, yes, passion. Um, I think that... Uh, it's, it's one of those jobs that, like I said, it's, it's, you're walking into something different every day. I think that is what excites me. And that's what excites most individuals that are in the industry is that, um, it's, it's never boring. It's never mundane. It's never just stamping paper, moving on to the next. It's not, you know, doing the same thing every day and, and working with the clients. I mean, that is, that's the best part because they're so appreciative most of the time. You get the occasional ones, but, but I would say 99% of them are so appreciative and so thankful and, um, lovely to work with. And that is rewarding. And it's, you know, um, some people have get them into a home and like like you said before, it's an American dream. Yeah. At that you're helping families get into the houses that they want or desire to be in too. Yeah. Exactly. And, and even not just with home purchases, you know, we obviously do refinances as well, helping people, you know, get into a better financial situation, taking cash out of their homes to pay off debt and seeing that relief, you know, that they get or dro- just dropping their interest rate and seeing that they're saving $500 a month, you know, that's, you know, helping their send their kids off to college or buy their kid a car, whatever it is. It's like, it's, it's just always rewarding. It's never something that's like, oh, well, I wish I wouldn't have done that loan. It's like, it's, it's always, it's always rewarding. So it's, mm-hmm. and it, and like I said, because it's different every day, it keeps you excited. It keeps you motivated to, and, and our guidelines and our rules in our industry are constantly changing. So you're never not learning something new in this industry. It's, it's ever changing. And you literally learn something new every day. That's exciting. So I can definitely see the passion that you have behind your job. Um, and I guess you're always learning. Was there a huge learning curve when you joined um, Jeff's company? Like you, you're starting a family business now. Um, you are working with your husband. So you're a husband wife company, uh, which is different from being a VP of a company. And then also um, you're joining a company where you're helping grow the business and you see like firsthand the impact that you're making. Mm-hmm. Um, was there a huge learning curve jumping from being a VP of a company to running and growing like your own business? Um, 
from a um, from a task and role uh, aspect, there was not because I already knew all of that. From a learning how to go from being a quote unquote boss to working with my husband, not for my husband, I'll say it that way. Um, yes, huge learning curve. And there still is because, um, you know, just like our clients change every day and are in their scenarios, our working dynamic, you know, we have to really keep that in check. And that's really hard when um, you're both working from home, mm-hmm. you are raising children together and you are earning income together. It is complicated. And I will never say that we have it down uh, because again, there some days are like, smooth as butter. And the next day I'm like, okay, well, I think I'm going to go for a walk. You know, I'm (laughs) going to take a minute because you're driving me crazy. And I think that's normal. I think that's totally normal with any husband and wife dynamic working together. It's complicated. I never thought that we would be working together ever in a million years. Uh, We tried it once back in 2011 and um, I was like, nope, nope, never again. And it's, it's, different here now. We are. It's, it's, yeah, here we are, but yeah. it's different now. I obviously we've both matured, we've both yeah. grown, we were a lot younger back then, but, um, you know, it's, it's now a necessity because this is now where we have decided this will probably be our end all be all, you know, this is what we'll do for the foreseeable future is we'll work together as a team. Um, and so when, when you look at it that way, there's a little bit more skin in the game to make it work and to make it cohesive and all of that. So I think we're doing a pretty good job. I'm actually, I've told him a couple of times, I'm pretty proud of us. I didn't think that we would do this well, um, working together, but it's going to be a, it's going to be a continuous work in progress, but (laughs) it's definitely different. Yes. Um, is there any advice you would give someone who wants to start a business with their spouse or significant other? Um, Yes, I would absolutely sit down together before you do it. And really, as much as you can try to define each other's roles. Um, You know, unlike, you know, some things in life and in marriage, you know, you don't want to put too many restraints and, you know, rules and all that stuff on things. I think with business, it's really important to have that. And that's not to say that we won't, we both don't jump in and help each other when, when we need to. But I think every day knowing, okay, these tasks and these responsibilities are going to be yours and these tasks and responsibilities are going to be yours. That way there's, you know, clear boundaries and clear, you know, what you're going to wake up and do every day. Um, And again, depending on the type of company you're starting, that could be super easy or it could be not, but finding at least two or three things you can define each. I think that would be a good starting point for sure. Yeah. No, that's great. Um, I think setting boundaries is super important, whether it is working with your spouse or just working with another partner or even just in a corporate company. Um, So now that you're working with Jeff um, and like, I could just imagine you guys are working together and it's not a nine to five. It's not where at five o'clock you guys could just close your laptops and then start like outside work life, I guess, like your personal life. Um, Since it's so blended, how do you find a good balance in, okay, this is work and work time um, versus this is family time or personal time? 
when we're at home, um, funny enough, when, like when we're at home, meaning when we're not on vacation or we're not traveling that type of stuff, because as a family, we do travel um, a good amount. Um, when we're at home, I think we're better about setting those boundaries. Um, you know, Jeff's always been pretty good about family time. Like, okay. And that's one of the things he really disliked about my corporate job is that I didn't have that luxury. I was always on my phone. I always had to be available to answer emails till like 11 o'clock at night sometimes. Um, and he was always the one, put your phone down, you know, let's it's family time. And which I totally respect. I do. I just wasn't in that position there. So now that I'm with him working with him, he's really big on that. You know, he'll be like, he'll be the one to come into the office and be like, Hey, Nat, you know, this isn't, this isn't your last company log off, come have dinner, like come, come be with us. And so he's really good about that. Um, when we're traveling, it's a little harder because, um, we are always on, um, probably cause we feel guilty. Like, okay, you know, we, we still want to make sure we're taking care of our clients. Um, so, but we've, we've never, um, had an issue with that. Like we've always, like, we've never felt like we're missing out because we've had to do that. We just do it. And, um, I, we wouldn't be able to travel or go on vacation without doing that. So I think we feel really fortunate that we can, so we don't complain about it. We just do it. Um, and I don't give him a hard time if he needs to go talk to a client while we're at the pool, vice versa. It's just how it is. And, um, so I think we have, because we both appreciate and respect that we make it work. Yeah. So when you guys are at home though, um, it seems like there's set family time if it needs to be yeah. maybe on, not every day, but on particular days that you guys set that aside. Yeah. And that's yeah. how you guys make the business run, um, while balancing your life yes. or your personal life. Okay. Yes, absolutely. I know you started going to a mortgage company right out of high school. And you had met Jeff when he was in the construction business. Mm-hmm. How did you convince him into starting his own mortgage company? How, how was that transition? Um, so, yes, uh, when we met, he was in construction and I was in the mortgage industry. And um, at the time I was an assistant. So I, one of the things I was responsible for um, was pass, passing out uh, the loan officers uh, commission sheets, um, to let them know what their monthly bonus was going to be. And I was seeing the amounts on these commission sheets. And I was thinking to myself, oh my gosh, this is life-changing money. I mean, I was only 20 at the time, if that, um, so, I mean, even more shocking to me, I mean, it would be shocking to the average, you know, 30 year old, but for me being straight out of high school, I was like, wow, this is a lot of money. And, you know, I was seeing him working so hard in construction. He was a, uh, a general um, manager at the time. So he was overseeing the project and he was having to fight to get these smallest little pay raises, um, you know, definitely not life-changing, you know, maybe 5,000 a year or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was having to fight and work so hard and it was so, um, you know, like tedious. And I was like, this is crazy. And I'm seeing how much these loan officers are making. I'm like, you can do this. You can totally do this. Was there a certain range of what they were making? Let's keep in mind, though, this was back in uh, 2003, 2004. Okay, so things were really, really good in the mortgage industry. Um, Some of these loan officers were making $90,000 a month. So I was, you know, floored, obviously. And, you know, and again, that income is not, you know, sustainable forever. They weren't going to be making that forever. They're not still making that, I'm sure. Um, But it just gives you an idea of the income potential. 
Um, and so when he, I see him, you know, fighting so hard for the smallest little raise and I'm thinking, why can't you be a loan officer? Why can't you do this? Um, so I had a, um, a friend, a manager that had just started his own company. And I said, well, you give him a shot. He doesn't have any experience. Um, and back then loan officers did not need to be licensed. Um, I'm like, we well, give him a shot. And he's like, sure, anything for you. Cause we were really close. And so he did, he brought him in, he trained him from the ground up and, um, he just worked for, you know, him and one other company for at least five or six years. And then him and his best friend decided, you know, why have someone else make money off of us? Let's start our own company. So they got their broker's license. They got licensed. They got everything they needed to do. And then the rest is history. You kind of have been the backbone of the business and uh, from the idea to um, executing and being a part of the business and helping it grow now. And I know you mentioned before, it's like life-changing money and it can fluctuate though. It could be very good years, oh, yeah. very bad years. But overall, I think what I've seen is the consistency. It's as long as you stay consistent in the business, overall will balance out rather than if you're just calculating it based on just one year. Like if you have a bad year yeah. and you give up then, it doesn't make sense. I guess. Right, exactly. You, you definitely can't, count your chickens before they hatch in this, in this industry. So, you know, from years of managing, um, teams of processors, you know, they would, you know, try to estimate would make that month based on how many loans they had in their Mm -hmm. pipeline. And then, you know, loans would fall out, people would cancel or Mm -hmm. escrows would fall out and that would quickly change. And it's, I think that's really hard. Um, you know, when you're new to the industry, getting used to, because, you, you can look at, you know, what you have on your desk and be like, Hey, I can make $5,000 this month. I can make, pay my rent. I can pay my daycare. I can pay all this. And then quickly things can change loans. you like, I can cancel. I can fall out, especially like refinances. And that $5,000 check you could be counting on could quickly change to 2,500. And you're like, Ooh, I might not be able to make ends meet this month. Or I might not be able to commit to that vacation or what I was planning. Um, so you have to be really good about, um, you know, not getting ahead of yourself, um, especially when you see that potential, because it's hard, you know, human nature, you get excited and you're like, okay, and if I work this hard, sometimes it doesn't matter how hard you work. Mm -hmm. Um, You could have done everything possible on that loan and it could still fall out for whatever reason. And um, that, that can be really discouraging and, and hard because nobody wants to work quote unquote for free and you're not, but that's what it can feel like at times if, you know, you did all the work and it didn't close, then you don't, you don't get a paycheck. So learning that over years of being in the industry and learning to, you know, plan ahead and accept that is, is, is a huge part of it. And that goes for anybody in this industry, any role. You saw the recent hyper growth in 2020 and 2021. Can you describe what those years were like? Um, well, 2020 was wild. It was a blur. Um, it was like nothing anybody's ever seen. It was, um, when I was at, uh, my corporate job, it was, I mean, we're talking thousands and thousands of loans because interest rates were so low pipelines. I mean, these, these loan processors were used to processing 35 to 40 loans a month and they had over a hundred loans in their pipeline each. Um, and we were hiring faster than we could blink. I was literally, my day consisted of being on back-to-back interview calls. I would hang up and, and interview another person. Um, it was, it was insane. Um, so it calmed down a little bit towards the end of 2020. 
but definitely it made it so that when I did step down away from that corporate job, that there was a need for me at Jeff's company. So that's, that was great. Um, and yes, his, his company's volume was at, at unprecedented highs. Um, we were also hiring and we were bringing people on to help with that. Um, it made it so that I was able to stay busy too during a really, you know, difficult time of leaving that past job to move over. And I was just so busy helping them. Um, and I was able to bring some of my expertise from that company over to help them. Um, 2021 kind of, it was still very busy, but it calmed down a little bit. It was a little bit more like, okay, we can at least breathe. Um, but you know, everybody was still getting used to working from home. Um, a lot of people were trying to buy, um, homes at the time, but they were, you know, still not back to work due to COVID. Um, you know, people like hairdressers, unfortunately were really affected bartenders, anyone that worked in a business that was being shut down or restricted, they couldn't work from home. Um, due to COVID, unfortunately, they weren't able to qualify to buy a home or to, mm-hmm. you know, refinance because they weren't currently generating income. Um, and unfortunately, um, you know, the guidelines in our industry weren't quick enough to catch up with what was really happening in the world. So it was there was no exceptions for that type of stuff. Um, and so that was really hard because, you know, nobody wants to not be able to help someone and we didn't want to not be able to do a loan for someone. Um, so definitely things like that, that we had never seen before in the industry. Um, but I think we all learned a lot too, you know, and we all learned that, you know, we can work from home, you know, in most cases we can work from home, which is amazing because, um, that comes with a lot of freedom as well. You know, being able to go and take something out of the freezer real quick that you forgot Mm -hmm. to take out for dinner. I never used to be able to do that. If I forgot to take something out for dinner, well, we're ordering DoorDash tonight. (laughs) Now, you know, working from home, we could do that. So it was great. Um, but yeah, 2020, 2021, wild. If someone wanted to leave their corporate job today um, and go into starting a business, whether it is a mortgage industry or not, are there certain steps that you would recommend to them to take prior to leaving their job? Um, I would have a couple months savings in the bank at least. And I would not let fear hold you back. I would absolutely, um, if you don't love your job, if you're not passionate about it, if it's just not fulfilling you, then take that, that leap of faith, take that risk. Um, I don't think you'll ever regret it. Um, and I think that there's something to say for people that are willing to take that risk and, willing to give it a shot. You don't ever want to have regrets. And I think the only regret you'll ever have is not giving it a shot, not trying it more. I think that, um, anybody that's, you know, interested in the mortgage industry, looking to get into the, you know, get into the business. Um, it is probably one of the most fulfilling jobs. Um, I would highly recommend it. Um, I would absolutely take the leap of faith. Um, and you know, do, do your due diligence about what company you go to and, and, and all of that. But I think that um, getting in, learning the business, um, and then anybody can start their own mortgage company, their own branch, their own. Um, there's so many different entrepreneurial um, opportunities in this industry as well. So it, and you can choose little risk, big risk, however much you want to take. Um, and that part's exciting as well, but you really can build your own brand and your own business within this industry very easily. So um, I think it's a great entrepreneurial um, industry to consider. 
That was Natalie Walsh of Alliance West Mortgage, Inc. From her story, you can see that there are so many different entrepreneurial opportunities in the mortgage industry alone. It was great to see that building a business does take sacrifice, but if it's something you're really passionate about, then it could be all worth the while. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on our website at www.dayoneway.com or follow us on social media.